NASA covers a lot of things up, but I think one of the most significant cover-ups was the Apollo 20. All right. Now, let's break this down. So, the, let me just make it clear. The Apollo program was not a program that was just the Apollo 11, and then they went to the moon, and that was it. They didn't stop at 11. It went from Apollo 1 all the way to 20. So, the Apollo program officially ended in 1972, with the Apollo 17 being the last mission to the moon and back, at least publicly. However, and this, this is all documented, by the way, NASA did plan three more missions, Apollo 18, 19, and 20. Okay, now, this is very interesting, because you can find all this on record. I'll put the, the link to the description down below if you're watching on YouTube. Supposedly... The Apollo 20 is one of the biggest cover-ups in modern human history. And the reason for that is because the Apollo missions, particularly within the later, later years of it, had discovered ancient artificial structures on the moon and wanted to explore them without public knowledge. Now, quickly before I go on, let me just say, if any of you recall, and if you weren't alive, you can look this up on YouTube. It's very public information. The post-lunar landing press conference with... Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and I think uh, one or two more gentlemen whom unfortunately I don't recall their names, but it was a very weird press conference. And I say that because it was like when they went on the moon for the Apollo 11, it was almost like they had seen something there that they didn't want to, or they weren't even allowed to disclose to the public. It's, and it seemed like in that post-lunar landing press conference, it almost seemed like they didn't even want to be there. Instead of saying, hey, you know, we're the first humans to, to land on the moon and we want to tell the public what it's like, it was almost like they were disturbed by what they saw on the moon. And you can watch this for yourself. I mean, it's extremely creepy. So, I mean, it almost looked like they wanted to go back to NASA and kind of say, what the fuck did we just see, right? So, Apollo 20 is considered to be one of the most controversial cover-ups in history. And in 2007, several videos were uploaded to YouTube and other parts of the internet. And the user who provided them claimed that this was footage from the Apollo 20. Now, the videos were caught on 16mm film and show the inside of the Apollo 20 command module as well as what appears to be the intricate architecture of a long deserted lunar city. Now, the person who uploaded this identified himself as former astronaut William Rutledge. And according to him, the mission took place in 1976 as a top-secret, above-classified Soviet and American joint venture, which is ironic because the 70s and 80s were pretty much the peak of the Cold War between the Soviet Union or Russia and America, right? And William Rutledge was chosen to be part of the team that would go up there and look at this due to the fact that he was an atheist, which was a rarity among astronauts in the 70s and 80s. And it makes perfect sense because the question then becomes, why would NASA require someone who didn't believe in God or any other type of religion for this mission? Would, would a believer have lost his faith? And those are the questions people ask. But ultimately, I think it just, NASA knew it would have made things a lot easier, which I think it really did because 
particularly in the, even now, but even in the seventies, in the seventies and eighties, much more so than now, you had a lot of older generation people who are very traditional about their faith, and that's fantastic. I respect that greatly, but. When you're sending someone up to the moon where you pretty much already know or have a very good idea that you're going to see things that kind of defy what human history has told us through the narrative of, of academia and things like that, you don't really want someone who believes in religion too much. You're going to want someone who's open to things or at least doesn't believe in anything for the time being, right? And so Rutledge said that the Apollo 14 mission had passed over the southern polar region of the moon, observing numerous abandoned spaceships and cities comprised of towering structures. And the Apollo 14 mission was done because the Apollo 11 mission had described seeing strange objects, figures, and structures that were far too distant for the astronauts to go there because they would have ran out of oxygen. But ultimately, that's why the Apollo 14 mission occurred. Or at least that was the purpose. And so the Apollo 20 landed near the Delport crater, and its mission was to explore a cigar-shaped mothership that had been abandoned for roughly 1.5 million years. Now, how this particular astronaut or this gentleman knew this, or how NASA knew this, I'm not sure. To, to point out the exact date that it took 1.5 million years, that's a little bit iffy. I mean, I'm sure they had their, their methods, but... Without seeing it up close, I'm not exactly sure how they'd be able to tell. Anyways, once inside of it, the astronauts found two alien bodies. The male was dead but preserved, so they recovered the, fe they, the, the, the female, which they then named Mona Lisa. She had a humanoid body, six fingers, and her features were similar to those of a human, although she didn't have any nostrils. Now, Rutledge described her as being in a state of suspended animation, neither dead nor alive. She was attached to the pilot controls of the spaceship with several tubes going into her body, and she was covered in a sort of wax-like substance. And so she was brought back to Earth, and he suspects that she was revived and is kept somewhere secret even to this very day. Now, the male was also brought to Earth, and an autopsy was performed on him. And ultimately, they don't know what happened once the autopsy was performed. Now, the astronauts recovered what technology they could and started their trip home. William Rutledge is 78 years old and currently living in Rwanda. Due to, which, due to his age, he says he no longer feels threatened by the secrecy he was sworn to at the time of the mission. He also stated that it's not up to NASA or anyone for that matter to keep things of this magnitude hidden from the rest of the world. Now, again, there's many reasons. There's politics and, and there's things like that. But what I find most intriguing about this is the fact that there's images, there's footage. There's been revised footage because, again, this was 16 millimeter camera uh, quality. This was, they don't even make that anymore, right? So, but ultimately... The question then becomes, what technology did they find on this mission? And it's been said that there's been multiple projects that have sort of come together because of the fact that there has been technological retrieval and other things from many different missions as well as treaties and exchange programs with different alien species that us humans, at least the humans in the intelligence community, let's say, have been able to actually either reverse engineer 
or have been given access to or be able to create their own version of devices. Now, it's been said from this particular, uh, this particular mission that things such as Kevlar, so you know Kevlar from the uh, like bulletproof vest and things like that, things like Kevlar, certain weapons uh, like the Stingers, the rocket launcher Stingers, where you can, you can shoot missiles and, and, and the missiles will follow the object or the, 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 the target, it's been said that certain technologies such as that, as well as infrared technologies, have been at the heart of what was found there. Now, again, this doesn't seem so advanced, not to us personally. I mean, 100 years ago, it seemed extremely advanced. But ultimately, we, all, we have to look at the rate in which humans are evolving, as well as the fact that if we just assume or conclude for one second that this abandoned or deserted town or village or station or whatever you want to call it on the far side of the moon was abandoned for a one and a half million years. I mean, f a shit, like a million years ago or a million and a half years ago, things like Kevlar infrared is something that, I mean, humans were, were barely even able to, to, to wipe their own ass at that point, right? So Ultimately, it seems like this would be something that would be very, very advanced relative to the time in which these aliens were around for. Now, I also want to say that according to many whistleblowers and eyewitness accounts of astronauts who coincidentally died in car crashes later on and things like this, many of these astronauts witnessed personally that there are multiple bases on the dark side of the moon. Not just multiple bases, by the way, but multiple bases with m different alien species in each one. And there are other alien species on there that have their own bases on the dark side of the moon that don't get along. But the moon, according to these whistleblowers, has been known as sort of a neutral ground, if you will. Sort of known as a safe zone if you want to call it and that the dark side of the moon or the, the 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 far side of it houses many different alien species and it's sort of like a hub for for different species who are traveling throughout space and make a quick stop somewhere things like this and i mean as funny as it sounds i certainly w wouldn't rule it out for the simple fact that it, it's not unique just excuse me it's not unique just to humans to want to take breaks when they travel and things like that. And I'm sure there's bigger purposes for it as well, right? But ultimately, that's what supposedly the different bases are, are for. And the Apollo 11 mission, which had Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldwin, witnessed these as well, but not to the same extent in which the Apollo 14 mission did. And the reason for that is because they just happened to land somewhere where if they had walked to it or if they went drove with their rover to it, they wouldn't have gotten far for the simple fact that they would have run out of oxygen on the Apollo 11 mission. And it's interesting because why would the Apollo 14 mission pass over the southern polar region of the moon so shortly after the Apollo 11 mission? It's, there's a lot of questions that are raised here that really makes you think because Guaranteed, without a shadow of a doubt, NASA has collected objects and things like that on the far side of the moon for the simple fact that they want to study it and, and all that. Not only that, but apparently they, again, according to th this gentleman here, they've brought back 
humanoids, right? And the reason I think that this gentleman hasn't been, I guess you could say, killed or terminated, let's say, is because of the fact that there comes a certain point when people are so, I don't want to say old, but they've been out of the the, the business they're in or their respective industry for so many years that it's almost kind of like they're not going to, NASA's not going to bother to, or any of the intelligence com- communities are not going to, or agencies will not bother to have him killed because he's just a simple, he's a simple old elderly gentleman living in Rwanda. And if he says it, I mean, it's just, it, it just gets thrown into the whole bunch of conspiracy theories out there. Right. And so what I find interesting about this is that two things I want to mention. We haven't been back to the moon officially since 1972, if I can recall correctly. And it makes you think, why haven't we been back? And the reason that many say is because of politics and money and funding. Bull crap. No way in hell. Impossible. There's so many different craft that the intelligence communities have reverse engineered from UFO crashes and things like this. And the reason for that is because of the fact that they've been able to become so advanced, they've now hidden it. And they've also hidden it in plain sight through the use of psyops and things I've, I've spoken about earlier. But one of the things I want to talk about that's a little more prevalent is that people who ridicule this find this to be extremely off- offensive to those who actually worked on the Apollo mission and the, or the Apollo program overall. And I'm not trying to disrespect those people. Maybe some people watching or listening now have friends or had family that worked on the Apollo programs. And I think that, at least publicly, it's, it's going to go down in the history books as probably the biggest feat in human history until we, 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 uh, we step it up a notch. But ultimately, if we take a look, and you'll understand why I'm about to mention this, to Edward Snowden. Edward Snowden's reveal, if he didn't have those documents to reveal what the NSA was doing back in 2013 and 2014, he would be in so much, uh, he would be in so much shit, let's say, from the online and the public communities and the forum communities because he didn't have any evidence. And he was told before he left that one of the reasons, or before he ultimately leaked everything, one of the reasons that the NSA and the CIA are able to get away with so much is because there's so much disinformation that when the real stuff comes out, it just gets splurted or thrown onto the wall and labeled as false bullshit. Again, you're hiding the truth in plain sight. The best way to deceive people is to wrap the truth in BS. Very simple. I mean, there's no... I I think there's no other way to put it because uh, ultimately... Edward Snowden said this, and this was just about, and I'm not trying to downsize what he did, but this was just about a bunch of documents that claimed that the American government was spying on the American people and the rest of the world, and they were programming sort of kill switch software that could turn the lights and power out of entire cities within seconds, and this was laughed at or considered not possible until Edward Snowden came out with it. And then all of a sudden, it's like this big thing, and people try to normalize it because they still can't grasp it. So this is just about leaking documents of secret surveillance programs. Can you imagine extraterrestrials? Right? There, the people would probably not even believe it. Could you? They would. The NASA could probably come out and say that they covered up Apollo twenty was one of the most secretive things they did back then, and people would probably still not believe it. And that's fine. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. But we have to 
take a step back and we have to decompartmentalize and we have to look at things relative to, to, to what's happening and what's going on. And the reason I say that is because of the fact that there's so much disinformation going on and we're now realizing that we've been disinformed for so many years we need to take a second look at some of the stuff that, some of the stuff that was considered crazy i'm not saying to believe it but i think we should kind of bring it more into the orbit of of legitimate consideration so let me know what you guys think because this is certainly a very fascinating thing i'm certain that if it was a top secret project it's it would never be admitted no chance in hell and I think that ultimately, if there's ever a revelation of extraterrestrial life being disclosed to the public, I think that they still wouldn't admit the cover-up missions and things that they did. So I'd absolutely love to hear your guys' opinions and can't wait to see what you guys think. So let me know and we'll catch you next time. Peace.